0: Morning, it's Todd, coming to you from the Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. It's 4 a.m. Pre, or 4 a.m. of, uh, waiting for the movers to show up and, uh, get me out of here and get me on to my next phase of my life. And let's, let's get this to happen right. So, I'm going to read from the Bible and, uh, used to be, it's my favorite, favorite readings, as usual, I've never read even studied the Bible before, looked through it, there was no picture, so I just let it go, um, <laughs> I think there's a few more people that do that besides me, but yeah, this is the Life Recovery Bible, it mixes, uh, it mixes the Bible script, the Bible under the, uh, No Living Translation, and uh, about sixty percent of the page. About the other forty percent is the uh, is the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous mixed in with an essay form. And uh, there's there's a lot of other essay on here too from the from the program. So what we got going here is we got this is a uh, from two thousand. This is the in the uh, copyright on this is. This particular print is, I believe, is from two, is from uh, 1998. Um, wow. You know, uh, the Bible's been around forever, obviously, and you know, it's. I love to read. Uh, I love to read autobiographies, and this is the autobiography of God, and it's a beautiful thing. And how can we go wrong with uh the autobiography of God? And he it's in his own words and his other uh the apostles' words too. So what we got going here is we're gonna be reading from 2 Chronicles Two Chronicles uh seventeen. But first off, I'm gonna be reading from there's a essay back here that that I like, that we read from, that what I read, and, uh, wait, where'd you go? Oh, okay. Unprepared. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, yeah, this is from, uh, this is from, god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference amen well what this breaks down to me for me is uh i love to break this prayer down you know whenever god grants me the serenity what she does when I call, when I ask, such as reading this prayer, it's amazing that uh, he gives it to us freely. You know, the way I look at it, it looks like going to us. It's like going to college and you get a grant. You get some money from the, uh, from the government or some money from the school or wherever it comes from. And you're able to use that to buy books, for, for uh, tuition, maybe. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a grant, you know, that's freely given. So since God granted me this serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I cannot change people, places, or things. The only thing I can work on is myself and try to change myself. And the only way that's gonna happen was with the, with the grace of God. And his love that he i'm able to change and i've been able i he's got changed a lot of stuff in me over the past years you know with the alcohol and the prescription or the uh, narcotics abuse and um so i've been able to i've been i've been able to do i've been able to have all this stuff happen to me and it's been wonderful because now I'm using it on podcast as uh experience so it, it says in here too, it says to God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can. So he gives me the courage. The courage to change the things I can. <clears throat> What a beautiful, what a beautiful prayer. You know, courage, courage is being brave. You know, change sounds, change sounds all difficult to me. And most change for me is way out of my, is way out of my thinking. It's way out of what I can do. So, I have to depend on God to change me. And it's the best way for me to do it. So, the wisdom to know the difference. The key word in here is wisdom. You know, it's, if I don't have the wisdom to know the difference, then basically I am up against the wall. And there's only God... It has to be God that saves me. I can't save myself. You know, it's It's just a wonderful prayer, and I was taught that prayer back in uh 1996 when I went to uh when I went to treatment and you know, I was thinking that you know, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about they said, you know, you're going to use this prayer. You're going to need this prayer. You have to learn this prayer, and memorize it. So, it stuck at my, so I stuck it my, I stuck it my brain. and I'm amazed that I actually memorized it because I use it all the time. And I try to use it as a uh, daily practice instead of, of a, uh, of a, just using it here and there when I'm in trouble, or having trouble. But that's the thing is, is that that's what we need. We need to use it, we need to barbecue it in our mind. You know, just like the, uh, just like those marks you get off a grill that he shows as a grid, the, uh, grill type of pattern. And, uh, I'm grateful for this prayer. I really, it's it's amazing how much, how many people have actually come across this. And I had no idea this thing even existed. So, I'm sure I was taught it at one point in time, but I was probably too busy thinking about girls or sports or something like that. Alright, so there's the, uh, this is the essay underneath it, and it says, there comes a point in recovery when we need to face ourselves. We need to acknowledge the wrongs we have committed and the harm we have caused. It takes courage. It takes courage to make the preparations to make Takes courage to make the preparations necessary to allow God to change our life and our relationships in ways that supports the recovery process. I say a little slow. Sometimes I say stuff a little slower and and sh- and more sharp. It's not after the reader, it's for myself because of my uh because I'm lazy and I uh, sometimes I just don't perform very well. So I perse- I have to say it for and slow because I know God wants me to say it that way. And so I don't mess it up. And on we go. So, anyways, it says that uh, there comes a point in, in recovery when we need to face ourselves, we need to acknowledge the wrongs we have committed. And the harm we have caused takes courage. To make the preparations necessary to allow God to change our life and our relationships in ways that support the recovery process. All right, King King Asa Asa lived at a time when the people of Israel had given them had given themselves. Over to the worship of idols. This had turned away from God and the way of life. They knew to be right. A messenger of God told the king, Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. He will abandon you. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. When Asa heard the message, he took courage and removed all the idols in the land. Asa had regained the star of the Lord. Asla even removed his grandmother's the grandmother from her position of power because she had been influential in Israel idolatry. Well God got to well, I got to work on all the character defects taste turd because the changes he makes in us will affect every part of our lives. The time will come when we need to when we need to crush and burn the idols we have served to go against the crowd to make a commitment to God and even to Separate even to separate ours, your. I'm sorry, uh, separate ourselves, separate ourselves overall from those who don't contribute to your recovery. When When we do things, we will find that God will be there for us, encouraging us as we. Set things straight. Page five seventy-seven, two Chronicles, two Chronicles thirty thirty-two, 2 Chronicles, two Chronicles thirty-two is what that's from, and you know I I, I just shake my head about the idolatry and uh, back then. You know, they had things that, they didn't have television back then. They didn't have the internet back then. They didn't have the, uh, they didn't have the books that we have back then. These, I believe these, that idolatry is anything that's a, uh, that's an interruption to our life from God that we're not using. Oh, do I got, I got way too much of that stuff going on, I'm telling you. I'm sure everybody else does too. You know, it's, I just, I keep God first, because that's who's going to save me. You know, and it's it's funny how, this morning I was sitting here, and I was thinking about reading the Bible, and I wasn't going to read, and that was about about half an hour ago. But cat, Gata, she jumps up on the table, she takes her, she takes her face and wipes it on the book like three or four times, and more than that, I'm thinking, she's never done that before, so I better read from the Bible. (laughs) Thanks, God. (laughs) All right. So, through the grace and wisdom and the God of my choice, I am going to be reading from chapter six. I'm sorry, from chapter 17. And it's uh, Jehoshaphat rules in Judah. Then Jehoshaphat Asa's son became the next king. He strengthened Judah to stand against any attack from Israel. He stationed troops in all fortified towns of Judah and he assigned additional assigned additional garrisons to the land of Judah and to the Towns of Ephraim that his father Asa had kept, had captain, kept i sorry, captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father earlier in the early years and did not worship the images. Worshiped the images of Baal. He sought the father's God. And obeyed his commands instead of knowing the evil practices of the kingdom of Israel. So the Lord established Jehoshaphat's control over the kingdom of Judah. All the people of Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat. So he became very wealthy and highly highly esteemed. He was deeply committed to the ways of the, of the Lord. He removed the pagan shrines and As, uh, poles from Judah. In the third way, in the third year of of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials to teach in all the teaching all the towns of Judah these officials included ben ben hale ohadiah Zechariah, nathaniel and mikael I oh, said mikaiah Micaiah. Micaiah. He sent Levites along with him, including Shemaiah, Nathaniel, Nathan, sorry, Nathaniah, Nathaniah, Zadiah, Zabiah, I'm sorry, it's Zebediah, Eshel, Eshel. Shem, Shemrah Shemrah Moth Jehanathan Jehanathan Adan Adanaja Adanaja Tobiah and Tob Anaja. He also sent out priests. Elisha and Jeoram. Jer, they took copies of the books, they took copies of the book of the law of the Lord and revealed around, revealed the, and I'm sorry, they took copies of the book of the Lord and traveled around through all through all the towns of Judah, teaching the people. Then the fear of God left. Then the fear of the and the fear of God fell over all the surrounding kingdoms. To that none of, to that, so that none of them wanted to declare war on Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines brought gifts and silver as tribute. And the, the Arabs brought seventy two hundred rams and seventy seven hundred male goats. So the asaphat became more and more powerful, built fortresses and storage and storage cities. I'm sorry, storage cities throughout Judah. He shared numerous supplies in Judah's towns and stationed an army of seasoned troops at Jeru- Jerusalem. Jerusalem. His army was enrolled according to ancestral, according to ancestral ancestral clans. From Judah, there were 300,000 troops organized in units of 1,000 under the command of Abdiah. Abdiah. Next in command was Jerotham who commanded 280,000 troops. Next was Amaziah, son of of Zebri, and who volunteered the Lord's service with 200,000 troops under his command. From Benjamin, there were 200,000 troops equipped with Bows and arrows, bows I'm sorry, bows and shields. They were under the command of Eli a veteran soldier. Next in command was Jehasa who commanded eight hundred thousand. I'm sorry, a hundred and eighty thousand armed men. There are troops stationed in Jerusalem to serve them, the king because besides these Jehoshaphat stationed in the fortified towns throughout Judah. So that's uh chapter seventeen. And then like I usually do, I'm gonna go down to the bottom here and uh read the read the, through this uh through the AASA what I like to say, refer to it as, and so this is uh, from chapter, this is from chapter 17, which I just read, and on the bottom is scriptures, talk about scriptures, chapter 17, scriptures 3 through 4. The models we follow make a tremendous difference in how we how we respond to the challenges we face it is re, it is refreshing to discover that Jehoshaphat chose a positive rare role model to give direction in his life Based on the work of the worthy example, Jehoshaphat instructed and so instituted excellent reform in Judah based on the based on the works of his worthy examples Jehoshaphat intensified excellent excellent reforms in Judah. We must be careful not to follow these follow those paths. Path leads away from the heart of God. We need to we need to look up to people who will lead us to make positive steps in recovery. that's why it's very very critical if you're a newcomer you have to find somebody in recovery who is who's been around for a while who's uh got both feet on the ground and you can uh you can look to you know you don't want to look to a, a your friend and who's at like the same amount of days you do that's not going to work the best way to do it is to go with somebody else who don't be afraid they're looking for you believe me and uh to help you so you know reading through the uh reading through the book of somebody has i've been it's been more of a uh it's been better for me than probably for them because it's taken me away from all the anger all the uh 'cause i'll probably be obsessing that day or squirrel caging as we call it about something. It helps me get away from that stuff and get helping the newcomers. So important. So this is chapter seventeen, five through six. We can learn a lot about people by the way they find fulfillment in life. Jehoshaphat was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. That commitment and, and and was evidenced. As he led his, he led his king, kingdom on earth. I'm sorry, I his kingdom on the path of recovery from idolatry and sin. We certainly, we certainly, I'm sorry, we can only imagine the joy he experienced as he broke down this, the idols and, pe- and pagan shrines in his land, like. Jehoshaphat, we need to begin being committed to, we need to begin by being committed to God's ways. He can be sure that the commitment will lead to success in following God's program to recover for recovery. Yeah, we always have to start start with something that we need to take care of, that's why that first step is so important, because we have to, uh, we have to, we have to identify the, uh, being the alcohol that causes the alcoholic problem, which is us. And we need to go about it, and to go about the steps so we can get it defined, and then we can destroy it. And that's what's so important today. So... I'm gonna read. Uh, this is the uh, bottom again uh, for the alcohol. This is for the twelve-step uh, essay. And this is uh, chapter seventeen, seven through nine. Yeah, I like how they link all this. All these into recovery it makes so much sense. Notice. Notice that Jehoshaphat used the Word of God as the foundation for his reforms. We attempt to effort changes in our in our life. We also need God. We also need God's Word to direct the change changes we make. To scripture, to scripture furnishes the only adequate foundation for changing our life. We must study it so we can can learn God's way or God's will for us, and make use of His power. Power. We can use the the power God offers us in recovery. Um. Notice, okay, yeah, it says in here. I like the first. I like the first part of this uh, brief uh, explanation and uh, in recovery. Notice that Jehoshaphat, Sent the word of God as the foundation for his reforms. you cannot go a better way than that. You realize too is the one it's the Word of God you go you get you have to learn too is that When it's the word of God, you know, it's like E.F. Hutton. I don't know if you guys remember that commercial. When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. When God talks, people must listen. And that for me is a must with a lot, lot of emphasis on the must. So, remember, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. God talks, people listen, and they better listen, because we are in trouble if we don't. All right, so on to chapter 18. Jehoshaphat and Ahab. Jehoshaphat removed great arches and high esteem. I'm sorry, let me go back here. Jehoshaphat enjoyed great riches and high esteem. And he made an alliance with Ahab of Israel by having his son marry Ahab's daughter, Ahab's daughter. A few years later, he went to Samaria to visit Ahab, who prepared a great banquet for him and his officials. They butchered great numbers they butchered great numbers of sheep, goats, and cattle for the feast. Ahab enticed. Then Ahab enticed Jehoshaphat to join forces with him to, to deliver Ramoth Ghalid. I'm sorry, to cover Ramoth Ghalid. Will you go with me to Ramoth Ghalid, King Ahab? Of Israel asked King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Jehoshaphat replied, "Why, well, of course, you and I are you and I are at one, and off the troops, and my troops are your troops. We will certainly we will certainly join you in battle." Then Jehoshaphat added, "But first, Let's find out what the Lord says. Good move. Very good move. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, 400 of them, and asked them, Should we go, should we go to war against the uh, Ramoth Galid, or should I hold back? They all replied, Yes, go right ahead. God will give, him, God will give the king victory. Jehoshaphat asked, "Is there not also a prophet of life? Is there not also a prophet of lo- of the Lord? Here we should ask him the same question." The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, "The Lord, Sorry, the king of of Israel of." replied to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who could consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. His name is Makkah, son of Emmaiah Jehoshaphat replied, that's not the way, that's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Quick, bring me Ma- Micaiah, Micaiah, son of Imiah. So it says, uh, So then it goes on to say that on the bottom of the page. So then it says 18, chapter eighteen, three, three to five, three through five. Generally, when a project is undertaken, companies and allies must be chosen but there there's a great danger in choosing choosing enemy enemy allies Jehoshaphat's silence i'm sorry, Jehoshaphat's alliance with ahab they have almost caused the Almost cause the. Okay, so let me see. I'm going to start right. Generally, when a project is undertaken, companions and allies must be chosen. But there is grave danger in abusing. The wrong allies. Jehoshaphat's alliance with Ahab almost caused his almost caused his undoing. She has not only allied himself with Ahab, but he did de- he declared himself a complete he declared himself in complete agreement with his godless king. You and I are, are as one. Company, companions in recovery are necessary. We cannot accomplish it alone, it alone. but choosing the wrong companions can be destructive as having is having no companions at all. All right, I guess I gotta talk. I somewhere. We see this a lot, and it was with me too. I did the same thing, I experienced the same thing. I was more, I was more uh, at ease. When I did not have to approach the sponsor because I, I was doing the program myself. What I was getting, what I was, getting was a three-year-old trying to drive a cement truck. That's what I was getting, totally. You know, what a three-year-old could never, could never reach the pedals, cannot reach the steering wheel, could not, would not know how to shift the gears, not know how to supply the brakes. It has a cement, it has, all, this, has the, all the weight of a cement in back. all well, the ingredients to make cement, I should say. So that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's a great chronology. It's the one best that I can think of. You need to get with somebody who works a program, who has the, you, you look at him, you listen, you go, wow, he's got it, he's got it, he's got, you know, he's got the best results, he's got a program going he prays. He goes to this meeting, and that meeting, and he always like, shares that meetings, and he sounds resourceful. And you know, and, and you need to get get with him, get involved with him. All you do is need to ask him, and if he's not going to do it, he'll find somebody to do it, because that's exactly what you need. You know, ism is I sponsor myself. Your yeah, alcohol is nothing but a mere symptom. Ism is a disease. I sponsor myself. So what it is, is alcoholism is a disease. It's not a, it's not a weakness. It's not a shortage. But it is a disease. And that's why we have to think of it. That's why we need to have other people help us. You know, it's like the other chronology would be, if I go, go to the hospital right now, and get into all their stuff, all their uh supplies and and just start helping myself doing what you know, without God's will the doctor's word because I know for me for example that God is gonna work through the doctors if I ask if I trust. If I don't trust and if I don't ask and complain and bitch about things, then he's not gonna help me. Because he's like, Oh Todd's got this all figured out, so No, it comes down to, for me, it comes down to trusting others and, uh, you know, trusting the fact that they're legit. And if I have a feeling that they're not legit, I get away from them. So, you know, and that's, that comes with time. If you're not getting the results you think you need, go to somebody else. There's nothing wrong with a second, third, or six hundredth opinion. But you need to make sure that you're trying to find the right way to do things. And that's an alcoholic's anonymous, and that's that's how he. This is a disease. Even the doctors are fooled by this disease. So we need to go to people who are in the disease and have find the right methods of, of recovery from this disease. And that's what that's what screws people up continuously. It's like being with a sponsor who doesn't know what the hell is going on. And that's why this twenty-four uh, hour meeting I listened to online too, is is fantastic. Always, there's always a ton of wisdom on there because there's a hundred and fifty, usually hundred and fifty to two hundred people there, people online plugged in. So all we get is a smorgas uh, smorgasbord of twenty-four hour recovery scoop by scoop. Take what you want and leave the rest. All right. Well, that's the end of that lecture. <laughs> I apologize, but I'm just, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for everybody that's going to get in recovery. I'm fired up for people that learn recovery. I'm not going to save any, I'm not going to save you. But I, I can get you to avert. uh, Divert the problems coming down your way. You need recovery. You need people that are in recovery as companions. The death of Ahab. So King Ahab of Israel, King Jehoshaphat of Judah, led their armies against Ramoth Galid. The king of Israel said to said to Jehoshaphat as we go into battle, I will disguise myself. So no one will no record. So no one will recognize me, but you wear your, but you wear your Royal ashes. So the King of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Meanwhile, the King of Israel, So meanwhile, the king of Aram had had issued these orders to chariot commanders. I'm sorry, these orders to his chariot commanders. Attack only the king of Israel. Don't bother with anyone else. So when the Aramanian chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat in the royal robes, they went after him, and his royal robes went after him. There is the king of Israel, they shouted. But Jehoshaphat called out, and the Lord saved him. God helped him by turning the attack away from him. As soon as the chariot commanders realized he was not the king, of Israel they stopped chasing him. An Armenian soldier, however, randomly shot at shot an arrow at the uh Israelite troops and at the king of Israel between the uh between the Between the Through the joints of his chariot, turn the horses and get the get his get his. All right, let's turn over here. Ahab, Grant. I'm sorry. Turn the horses to get no get me out of the get me out of the way. Get me out of here. It says so. Ahab grown to the shiver, grown to the, to the uh, driver of the chariot. I'm badly wounded. The battle raged all the way, all that day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in the chariot facing the Armenians in the evening. Just as the sun was setting, he died. So that's why we need uh, that's why we need to make sure that we're with people, the companions and stuff like that that can help us and can, uh, can help us uh, by seeing stuff that's going to come our way and how, how to get around how to uh, not get around it, how to work through it. We don't want to get around it. we want to work through this stuff. So, once again, this is at chapter 18, and it's verse 31 through 34, and it's on the bottom of the... It is the 12-step uh, explanation of Alcoholics Anonymous. After hearing God's warning to abandon his plane, his plans, his plane, his plans, Ahab took precautions as he would not be killed in battle. He disguised himself as a common sol- soldier, so he wouldn't be a target of the enemy in spite of in spite of crafty preparations. Ahab was killed by Ahab was killed by a chance arrow. He believed that he and he could escape God's Will, but in trying to do so, he sealed he sealed his own doom. When God directs us through his through his word or through wise counsel, we should listen. Following God's will for that for us no matter how hard no matter how hard that may be that may be is the only way to recover. so once again, I'm this chapter eighteen, page thirty, verse thirty-one to thirty-four. After hearing God's warning, after hearing God's warning to abandon His plans. Ahab took the precautions as he would not be killed in battle. He disguised himself as a common soldier so he wouldn't be a target of his enemy in spite of crafty preparations. Ahab was killed by a chance arrow. He believed that he could escape God's will. But in trying to do so, he sealed his own doom. When God directs us through the, when God directs us through the word or through wise counsel, we should be, we should listen. Following God's will for us, following God's will for us, no matter how hard that may be is the only way to recovery. Alright. Absolutely splendid. Um that's when I've had the most success is when I worked with others. And you know, it's it's so easy to uh it's so easy to get the attitude of, uh, e- to get to the ego, egotistical attitude, edging God out. I got this. I'll take care of it. I will take care of this, and uh, you can go sit on the sidelines, God. I'll take care of it. quickest way to absolute tragedy and destruction is that way. So, I'm going to stop right here. Um so I got a little, I got some I got some stuff that was read today but you know it's, it's it's just a great great reading and you know and I'm glad I read the uh that serenity prayer too because you know it's if you're having problems today think about the serenity prayer and look it up online also it's online. Most of all, it's in here too. It's in the, it's in this book, and uh, you know it's so important for our recovery is to work with other people. You know the thing too about that is people can see your uh, people can see your the way you work through problems when you go to meetings, and they honor that because they can use that. In their life too, it could be one guy with one day of sobriety who says something that triggers an old timer's thought, <coughs> <coughs> and he is able to uh, he's able to use that to prosper his life also. So that's the thing we need to do, and uh, to have a successful life is just laid out for us in a beautiful blueprint. And always remember, work with someone who is old, who has more sobriety than you, and has quality sobriety, not quantity sobriety, a number of years, but quality of sobriety. Who's worked the program, works through the steps, and has a sponsor, sponsors and sponsees, and, you know, it's just the way to do it. Absolutely the way to do it. No other way. So if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it.